0: When you know someone who's afraid of death, point them to the the love of God as Jesus, their brother, who shared in their suffering, that they might escape it forever. And when you know someone that is struggling under the the trials of this life and the struggles, the writer of Hebrews says, we have a high priest, Jesus, who knows what it's like, that he might become a merciful high priest. He was made like us in every way. Our brother from Bethlehem is our hero from heaven. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona, reaching out with Rock Solid Hope in Rim Country, December thirtieth, twenty eighteen. Hebrews two ten to eighteen. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. has rescued us from this present evil age through Jesus Christ his son. Amen. You know when you hear the stories of rescue often they cause you just to marvel at that someone would in the spur of the moment decide to take such a a position and stance that they would put themselves in danger even though they know it will probably take their life in order to save other people. We see that when the a soldier, for example, in the military, fends off the enemy and himself is killed because he's protecting his friends and his comrades, or you hear of it in the school shootings how some teachers stand up to the the gunmen and protect their students, like at Sandy Hook when that teacher stood up to the gunmen and she saved some of her students because of it. You hear about those things, and doesn't it just cause you to you have to stand back and and wonder. What would I do if I was faced with that sort of a decision? Would I be one of those, I'll protect them and I'll step in the line of fire type persons? The type of the captain goes down with the ship or would I be more of the every man for himself type guy? I know I have at times failed to be the one to step in and take the action if it means my own expense. But maybe the more important question is not so much as what would we do in that circumstance, but what would be done for us should we need someone to step in for us? This morning we look at the writer to Hebrews and he reminds us, in our greatest need, God stepped in and became our rescuer. And in order to do so, he shows for us how God stepped in and put himself in the line to be the one to rescue us. So we see this morning just how our brother from Bethlehem is our hero from heaven. The writer of the Hebrews explains how God's rescue was not some spur-of-the-moment decision. No, he says here, it is fitting. Meaning this is something God had planned out. God was not simply responding to some last-second ploy to save his people. No, from eternity, God had a plan. A rescue plan for his people. The need for that rescue comes out as he describes the operation. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory. See, in that expression is implied just the very reason why we need rescue. Yes, we were were created gloriously in God's image. But we need a rescue because we no longer hold that position. We are not in glory. We are in sin. See, Adam and Eve, they were deceived by the tempter, by Satan, who destroys the work of God and wants to drag them down with him into hell. And because they rebelled against God, they've lost the glory of God. And they are, as the writer says here, in bondage, in slavery. And the slavery and bondage that they're in is one they cannot escape we need someone to rescue us. And so the rescue operation is described as a bringing his people to glory because they are surrounded by the fears and the pains and the bondage of sin. After all, what, what do we see in this world? Why do we have people taking devices that are designed to pulverize another human being and pulling the trigger in the face of another human being? Why do we have people storming into schools and shooting six- and seven-year-olds with their rifles? Why do we have planes being hijacked so that people need to stop the terrorists from destroying them and many others? It's because of the bondage of sin, this world which is a slave to sin and under the curse of sin. And if you might say, "Well, well, I'm not apparently or obviously under that bondage. This bondage of sin has to do with all of us. It's not just the one who abuses their child, but it's the one who fails to show love as they ought. It's not just the one who rebels against their parents in an ungodly manner. It's the one who is rebelling against their God in the slightest way. This bondage to sin is seen in every son and daughter of Adam and Eve. And if the bondage isn't so obvious to us, the effects certainly are. The effects of the bondage of sin are described here by the writers of Hebrew. The suffering that we face and the fears that we face. The pains of sin, the the guilt, the shame, the setbacks, those certainly face us. But even if those haven't affected us, in the end, he says, we all live under the fear of death. Death is like that, that wall of our prison that surrounds us with all that we face. and We fear it. Helpless against it. That's why God needs to plan this rescue operation for us. There is no man who could step into history and save us. There's no military comrade. There's no one who could, in the last second, make a rescue. And so Isaiah describes for us the scene from God's perspective. Isaiah says in chapter 59 God looked, he saw, he saw, and he was appalled that there was no one to intervene. He saw that there was no justice. So, his own arm worked salvation for him, and his own righteousness sustained him. God himself decided to step into the picture. In order to rescue those people in the classroom, you need to enter into the classroom. In order to save that plane from the hijackers, you need to be on that plane. And so God, it says here, shared in our humanity. To carry out his rescue operation, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the author of their salvation perfect through suffering. In order to rescue his people, God took himself into the hot seat. Which one of you would would say that if if you knew that shooting was going to happen at Sandy Hook Elementary, that you would sign up to be one of those teachers, one of those six staff members that was killed? Or would you sign up to be on that plane that you knew was going to crash into the towers if you knew that was coming? Maybe some might say yes, but would you do it if you knew that you had to do this for the whole world and that the suffering you faced was more than taking a bullet or a crash, but facing the pains and weight of every sinner and the every curse that lies on every human being? And would you do it if you knew that those very same people that you were going to save would mock you for it? This was God's plan suffering for His people, taking the hot seat, coming into this world to suffer for them, to rescue them. What would God do when He sees His people in need? He would take on human flesh. It says here in the the writer to the Hebrews reminds us. Both the one who makes men holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. Does God love us? He's become our brother. God who made all things became human, fully human. And so it says here, as he quotes from Psalm 22, I will declare your name to my brothers. In the presence of the congregation, I will sing your praises. Jesus, the Son of God, was born into this world of Mary, took on human flesh. And we read earlier how he fulfilled this, how Jesus in the temple courts, spoke of the praises of the Father and lived that glorious life. You see, Jesus never deviated from that glory of God throughout his whole life and lived a perfect life. Jesus, it says, I will put my trust in him, fully trusted in the Father's plan throughout his life, even when facing suffering. And again, as he quotes from Isaiah 8, Here I am and the children God has given me. Jesus came to rescue the family of God from the bondage and slavery that they were in. He came to rescue you and I in the flesh. And so we have the stage set for our rescue operation. Verse 14, since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity. God's rescue plan is all set as the Son of God walks in human flesh. Why? So that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. He came in the human flesh not only to suffer and share in our suffering, but to taste our death and to take away our death. God's rescue mission accomplished through Christ's suffering and bearing that curse and that bondage for us. That's his rescue. God saw and he intervened and said, I will be their savior. And God, understanding what it's like to suffer, faced that on the cross, and facing every suffering for us, fulfilled his mission. Remember his mission? Bringing many sons to glory. He destroyed the power of death. He destroyed the devil who causes us to live in fear of death and slavery to sin. And he brought us to glory. We now stand holy because of him who made us holy, the Son of God. And now it says, he freed those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. That closing wall of fear that is death is gone because we know our brother, Jesus, has brought us with him to glory. Jesus, who now lives, has promised he will bring us now from this world to his heavenly glory. The devil lost. Our hero from heaven has won. He who became our brother. When you look at these words, he concludes here, For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abram's descendants. His rescue mission was the greatest ever, because it was for the whole world, for every fallen son of Adam and daughter of Eve, for you and me. So when you fear death, look to your rescuer, your hero, your brother, Jesus, who has defeated the devil, who has conquered the grave. And as you look at this reminder here by the writer of the Hebrews who says later, fix your thoughts on Jesus. When you know someone who's afraid of death, Point them to the the love of God as Jesus, their brother, who shared in their suffering that they might escape it forever. And when you know someone that is struggling under the the trials of this life and the struggles, the writer of Hebrews says, we have a high priest, Jesus, who knows what it's like, that he might become a merciful high priest. He was made like us in every way. A priest who gave the sacrifice of himself as the hymn writer the ancient hymn says come O come emmanuel god with us and ransom captive israel our ransom has been paid we've been set free by our brother and when someone wonders if if their god loves them remind them he came shared in our humanity our, our brother from bethlehem jesus and our god is not ashamed to call you brothers and sisters as he became your brother. And he will help us now in our time of need until he delivers us into bright glory. Our brother from Bethlehem is our hero from heaven. Amen.